Good evening, everybody. When Thursday, the 21st of September, um, for episode 103 of So What's Been Happening. 103, 102, it's all a bit of a blur at the moment. So it's uh, it's rolling on by. Um, we've got plenty in the mix coming up in the next few weeks, which is fantastic to hear. Uh, this kind of maybe the second last sports gig for the year. Uh, who knows? We talk AFL and NRL just touch on um, tonight. So it's not going to be a long show, um, but it's hopefully going to be a good one. So we're going to debrief on uh, a couple of bad moments uh, for me, obviously. Two horror weeks and games, obviously, with the Demons, who I love so much, just bowing out in straight sets. Hence the title of this uh, podcast, Out in Straight Sets. So before we kick off, uh, we're just going to bring Lovey up and he's going to uh, he's going to tell me where it all went wrong shortly. But um, welcome back, Lovey, first, mate. Hiya, buddy. You all right? Uh, I'm trying to feel... Up and about, trying to feel a little bit chipper tonight. Uh, it's it's good to uh, jump on and vent and have a chat with you. It's been a few days since it all went down. The Demons uh, had that unfortunate loss, I would say. I'd put it down to. Um, but the bottom line is the opportunities were there and they blew it, basically. They just couldn't get it done when it counted. They did so much right, uh, played a much better brand of footy. I think yeah. in that uh, first half, especially the first quarter, I thought, geez, we're on here today. Um, and it was setting myself up for a 40-plus special, but it just didn't work out like that. And uh, a nail-biting finish, no doubt, where definitely a brain fade uh, happened for a few players and basically cost us uh, cost us a game in the end. But it all comes down to those last few minutes, doesn't it, Lovey? But uh, there's so much more that goes in the, as a game, as you know, and um, it's probably lost a little bit earlier than that, um, but everyone thinks about that last couple of plays. So devastating. I think, um, so first of all, you're right. It doesn't, you know, a few people got stuck in a McV in that scenario where people are, you know, hindsight's an awesome thing, right? So um, they suggested, oh, I should have held off, you should have held off and just... And I'll tell you what, if you feel like you're in that moment and you're, you can actually impact the contest, the co- your coaches... And your great coaches will tell you, go and impact the contest. Go and impact the contest. Because the one that you don't, you look you look really poor. And I I remember um, flying Ryan, Liam Ryan, for the West Coast, when he didn't he chose not to impact a contest in the third quarter in the 18 grand final and um, got ridiculed for it, made up for it later in the game. But it's just it's split second stuff, and who are we to, you know, as the big catch potatoes we are. Yeah. Who are we to criticise those blokes when, you know, they've been smacking themselves around for 120 minutes in the, in the, in the busiest game of the year up, up until that point? Um, I mean, every bloke that kicks one of those 17 points, they'd be feeling it. They'd be like, my God, I've, I, you know, we lost for two points. It's, it hurts. It's going to hurt them. And I think, um, you know, the, the, of course, there's pylons between social media and the football media. I love nothing better. Um, and to suggest that the demons have wasted this current crop of talent, this generation, is just complete crap. Um, yeah. There's still another two to three years to go yet. I mean, Richmond, Richmond, one one, dropped the ball, went on to win the next two. Yes, there's going to be a two year gap from your 2021 to 2024 potentially, but I mean, you guys are still going to be in the mix. Who, which teams are going to be flying up and taking your spot in that top four? Yeah. So. For me, there's a lot of upside. Um, and the way I look at it, I'll tell you what, Carlton are very, very lucky to be where they are, mm. playing against two teams that, if not for poor kicking, they would have been bundled out first week anyway. So uh, a, lot is, a lot's going right for Melbourne. Um, and they just have to wear this one and move on, you know, like, like other clubs do. And they'll be right for 2024. I don't think you've got too much to worry about, mate. Yeah, oh, I definitely think it's it's not throw the baby out uh, with the bathwater in this instance. It's a couple of subtle tweaks. Um, some players, critical just, players, got injured. Just fill the tub up with some more hot water, mate. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't forget to put the bubbles in, mate. I think, and I think that's what we're missing. <laughs> honestly, is how I'm going to kind of analyze the season. We were we had all the ingredients right, but I think we forgot to put the bubbles in at time because it's just that little bit of spark here and there and the connection. 
that just uh, we struggled with, and we kind of struggled I, with it most of the year. I think, uh, and for me, just as a, as a punter, if I'm a Melbourne supporter, one thing I, I can't cop any more of what Goody says, Goody's a really good coach, but um, if he says to me that these guys are built for pressure, they can handle pressure and all the rest of it, if he says that one more time, um, his credibility shot because it's been three finals in a row now where you've kicked yourselves out of it, and that's because you do allow the pre- – you don't handle those moments that particularly well. Again, who are we to talk about that stuff? But if Goody, if Goody suggests that that team is really good at pressure, well, no, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to prove that throughout the course of next year and another final series, I think. And, yeah. um, uh, perhaps you need a plan B too. That's probably the only other thing I look at it is that Vossi, Vossi manipulated certain scenarios throughout the game. Um, you know, Tom DeConey, what a, what a masterstroke that was, first first quarter. Um, you don't see that from Goody. And I know that, you know, he's he's really good on his, we'll back our plans, we'll back our plans, and they work. But when they don't work, sometimes you just need to do something different. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it's not all his, his to blame. Obviously, the feedback nope. coming from coaches uh they would have said stick with it stick with it um the decision well you won't you won't hear that from Uze anymore what i'm hearing i was just about to touch that's going to be a very big loss um Uze who's obviously coach of the midfield the engine room looks like he's going to take the richmond job or definitely get offered the richmond job by the all sounds of it um because to apply for the midfield position job mate Yeah, yeah um well the one thing is for certain that we we don't need too much help down back at the moment. And I think if uh, Petty uh, comes back in, I think he does go down back. I don't think he's the solution for forwards. That kind of was a bit of a flash in the pan and it worked. Sadly, he got injured. That was the end of that, in far as my opinion. We need to stick fat on the backs. Um, and, you know, there's there's a few good finds in there down back as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I think, uh, you know, I keep looking back. What, what was so different about 21? Um, to where it happened in 22 and 23. And there's not a lot of difference there. And as you know, um, this time we were playing every game. There's no break. I think that was a better thing, better scenario for us. But in the end, we didn't have to worry about that because we're two games short. You're goal-kicking short. That's what you are. That's all you were. You're just goal-kicking short. I mean, people say it looks predictable and the rest of it, and I get it. Um, And, yeah, if you kick straight, then you're in your prelim. Probably a home prelim, if we're honest. Yeah, correct. But um, it just it is what it is. So you know, they'll, they'll fix those things over the summer. They're not they're not morons down there. They're they're actually you, you guys have got a pretty well structured footy club down there. So um, can't say the same thing for a lot of other clubs, including my own. So it's still the envy of many. And there's still a bit of movement there as well uh, with the Doro. Finally, uh, they must have oh, moved up. His last. Uh, oh my god! Um, I know years? people have told me. People have said to me, "Why are they doing this?" I mean, I will touch on the other game from last week, but people have said to me, "Why are they?" So why are they making this move now, just before the draft and the trade? I said, "Please do it. I, we can't have another year yeah. of this bloke making trades and drafts or non-trades because of his belligerence, mm. and we just waste another year at both tables. We just." Let's get a fresh idea in there. If Matty Rosa looks at things and says, okay, the club actually needs this, oh, I'm all for it. No, I just yeah. think, just do it. Cut the cord. You know, make it make it a clean, fresh cut. And the, the fact that what pisses me off about that decision is that they didn't make it a clean cut. Mm. It's like a transitional kind of thing. So he's still going to make decisions on these, on this yeah. trade and draft period. So like, guys, you're aboard. Get your plums, put them in your hand, yep. run forward with them. Yep. Because okay. otherwise, otherwise, you're just more mediocrity from that club, which wouldn't shock me anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so the disappointing part is obviously a little bit more pain. Uh, we all know that, lovey. Um, but I think a fresh a fresh kick, a fresh start is uh, where you need to be. And you never know what's coming out. Fresh, you know, fresh, much younger guy, Matt Rosa. Um, yep. And you know, obviously, there's a there's a group of them in in the recruiting space, but someone at the end of the day had to take the chop uh, finally, and uh, I think the right call was made. Uh, whether he ends up at another club's another scenario. Um, obviously, uh, 
you know, you had a couple of the boys move on from Melbourne, uh, one over to the Bombers, um, Josh Marnie there a few years ago. So I think he's been good for the club. But, um, yeah, I definitely need fresh people. And it's hard. You know, there's this after COVID and during COVID, they cut the lists back a bit as far as staff. Hopefully that starts to expand a bit more now. And I think it hopefully does. Um, I'm not certain of that, though. Because uh, it's Look, not, when, when you not, do that, more, not that more people are the answer, um, no, but I think it's the right thing. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, um, but when you dither like this, instead of it taking two years to turn the back room over, mm. take three to four. I mean, players again have moved on and out, and new players have come in, and you probably had more assistant coaches come in, and. Who knows, by the fourth, third or fourth year of your transitioning in the front office, some of the appointments in the first year might be shit. So I, I just think that yeah, it's the same with any business. You've got, to, you've got to make the call. Be strong about it, you know, because if you want it to work, then people will only support someone who is committed and that includes the decision-making. Yeah, 100% right. Um, and you're right, cutting the cord isn't always easy, but... Uh, the club knows that it's one direction or another once they make that final call and, yeah. and make the cut. So I think it's the right thing for the Bombers for sure. Um, but let's talk a bit, little bit about uh, the amazing effort from uh, the Orange Army at the moment too. They talk about on a roll. Um, Back on them. You're, you're obviously on them, Lovey. Um, and Back on them now. To be fair to you, you were on them for a while, but you did sort of yep. cut them off at one stage. But welcome back. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I really hope they... They can uh, make it do a bit of damage on the weekend, and and I actually hope the Blues can do a bit of damage too and upset everyone uh, from Collingwood Carlton that have got their tickets, accommodation, after parties, you name it, booked for the grand final. So they're getting a little bit ahead of themselves at the moment. Is all I'll say to Collingwood and Carlton supporters. Um, Collingwood, you've only played the one final. Um, Carlton, you've have played two good ones. Don't get me wrong. Um, when everyone thought that you only had one in you, possibly. So well done, but the Orange Army—it's it could be their time. Um, why why are they so different in this last part of the year? Is it a momentum thing and belief? What's your what's your thoughts, love? Because not a lot's really changed. That's not, but that's probably the thing that's kept them going is that they didn't panic and change things up halfway through the year. And Sam Taylor actually made the comment. It was actually he made comments back in February. He he said he actually said in February. We may, we may end up with very few wins in the first half of the year, but we know what we want to do. Mm. And by the second half of the year, look out, we will be a very, very good footy team by the end of the year. And it's come true because they stuck to what they know that was going to work. Um, I have to admit, <clears throat> I, I thought, what the hell have they done with this appointment from a coaching perspective when he was a massive stress head and things just weren't working well for him. You could see him. He was about to... Yeah. Had to do a, um, you know, uh, a car. Uh, well, who was it? Graham Corns out at Waverley or yeah. MCG and just lose his lolly in the coaching box. But, um, you know, they've, they've stuck to what they wanted to do. And that's that's probably really important for them. I think they've had a couple of young guys that have really shone in that second half of the year. So Callahan's been super, a superstar on ball for them. Yep. And <clears throat> no one expected Briggs to be as good as he was in the ruck and the amount of first use he's given his team. I mean, they demolished Port Adelaide's uh, midfield last week. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. we'll get to Port Adelaide in a sec, so I've got concerns about them. Mm. Um, but, you know, from a from a GWS perspective, they're just predictable to each other. And they said they would be, they'd remain that way. I mean, you know, the way they move forward, it's it's not just Jesse Hogan. I. I, I I was kind of worried about Riccardi, but he's stepping up. And, I mean, obviously, their small forwards are just some of the best floating around at the moment. So, um, and down back, no one can score against them. So, they've got all the ingredients. And I I, I like the fact that they said from day one they're not going to change what they do just because they might not be winning. And that's got to be credit to Kingsley and that's got to be credit to the leadership group they've got. Yeah. I didn't think Toby Green would be a fantastic leader when he was first appointed captain, but yeah, it was a oh, cool. I, I love being proved wrong. And he was—he's been—he's—he's he's the best player in the comp right now. Yep. So yeah, I agree with you, mate. He's been fantastic. So for me, GWS Collingwood got a lot to worry about this weekend. 
tomorrow mm. night. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's a much harder game against GWS than it was going to be against Port Power, in my opinion. And players like Toby Bedford, um, it's great to see what he's been able to do. Uh, effectively yeah. pushed out the door at Melbourne, not being given an opportunity. Um, Jesse Hogan to to turn it around and actually focus and deliver on what he's doing now, unbelievable. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's a raft of others um, that have been super. Callum Brown, like you know, these players amongst GWS now. Uh, I wish them all the best, mate. That's all we say. But uh, on I to mean, the loop, you know. Sorry, the Toronto Hopper thing has been a blessing in disguise. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's really freed them up, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and no one's ever questioned their skill. Uh, they've been a great, skillful side. But once again, the bit that Melbourne lacked was that connection. GWS seemed to have really good connection. Um, and they very rarely turn the ball over, in my opinion. Um, once they get out wide and, and get going and running, they've got a really strong belief to be able to hit the corridor again. Uh, and with good skills, you can do that. That's the bottom line. And Port... Port were similar to that, but Port just turn it over way too often. Um, that's the pressure that guys like Canilio and Ward mm. put on you. And I, I feel like Kenny Kenny's under the pump if he didn't play finals, but I kind of feel like he's still under the pump, unfortunately, and I don't know why. I mean, you finished second on the home and away ladder. You're yeah. doing pretty well, or third. Um you know, I, I think there's so much expected of that midfield, and I think that's the issue they've got, is that you've got 21-year-old kids and everyone's looking at them forgetting, oh, they must, it's as if they're like 25, 26-year-olds that are seasoned campaigners. And two weeks in a row, they've come up against midfields that have got men in them, you know. And uh, I look at the GWS, it's got Ward, it's got Cornelio, and Green goes in there, there's another... 10-year person. Um, it's not, you know, uh, Tom Green, I know Tom Green's only been in the caper for five, six seasons, but, man, the guy must have been, he must look like a man when he was 14. Um, <laughs> he's just a brutal-looking man. And you got those blokes up against your kind of lightweights, uh, Rosie, um, you know, Jason Horn francis and uh, who, by the way, I still think will be better than Dacos when it's all said and done. Um, and you know, butters as good as they've been, um, you know, they're, they're still young men, they're still trying to find their way through. And I called it three weeks ago, and I still maintain it when you don't play poke and wind through the midfield enough to help relieve them and put that finals like pressure back the other way. Of course, you're going to get you get throttled. Um, and everyone's been cracking the Port Adelaide defense off, and oh, I kind of get that, yeah, but. Unfortunately, it's because it's coming from further 50, 60 metres up the field a bit. And when there's no pressure on the on the football coming in, it's just way too easy for, you know, any opposition for to get a crack at Port Adelaide's defence at the moment, unfortunately, because you know, there's no there's no pressure on the ball coming in. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, absolutely. All right, let's, uh, let's just take a little preview, mate, of where it's come from and where they're heading. Um, Never would have predicted this one. This definitely didn't look like the plan I had, um, sadly. But anyway, it is what it is. So Collingwood, obviously, with GWS uh, this week. Um, and then we move to Brisbane and Carlton. Now, Collingwood, obviously, uh, get the best run, giving uh, giving the finish to the top. So they play Friday night. Uh, I think that's pretty much how it works. There's a bit of pressure under GWS. Yeah, the, you know, the lack of the day, extra day. Um not a really a big deal at the end of the day. I think GWS are up for the up for the battle. I think it, if that's going to have a factor, it's probably next the week after. Um, but there's a week. Is there a week off at the end? No, no, that's right. So it's just a week before the final started. That's right. Um, yeah. So here we go, mate. It's um, Friday night at the G. Potentially another ninety-five-ish plus. Um, It'll be ninety-plus. I think, unfortunately, within the state team, it might not get to. 95. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, plenty of people come along for the ride, though, no doubt. Um, people would love yeah, look, There's some people that what, If I had, if, if I had an MCC membership, I'd want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. If I had an MCC membership, I'd want to make sure I'm using it this way. 
yeah, sure, yeah. and AFL members. You know, you'd hate to see yeah. AFL members and MCC three quarters full because they're not interested in GWS. Um, I think yeah. the AFL members does get filled up. I mean, I've, I've had a couple of mates in the first two weeks of finals desperately get tickets at the G, and they just haven't been able to. Um, mm. And they've got either the, the, one of them's an AFL member, and he was he's battled he's battled to get one in the end, and another guy said that he knew about two or three other AFL member-based people and they couldn't get ticket, they couldn't get a hold of tickets in the end. So one of them stuff their code, but anyway, yeah, yeah that's okay. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he was a Collingwood supporter, so, you know, there's always enough enough with numbers for them. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think they'll get 90 plus. Hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Look, the game deserves 90 plus. Um, no question. Prelim final for God's sake um, at the G. Yeah. How could it not be? Um, what's your tip, lovey? Honestly, um, and give us give us a margin. Where where's it one? Um, as far as you know, how early in the game, or is it going to go going to go down to the wire? Um, for all the crap about you know, uh, Pongo should be going full helter skelter, physical, blah blah blah. Um, I think they just need to stick to what they've been good at all year, and that's just possession of the footy and. And their skill sets. I think if they rely on those and they chop, if they chop GWS up early and get a four to five goal lead at quarter time, it's game over. It is. It truly is. Because let's remember, Collingwood have been the best team all year. Yep. Pretty clearly, in my view. Yep. And yep. Um, they've done that off the back of just really good team football. Um, they know how to win the close games, which is going to be important this week. Um, just their skill sets. Uh, it's not just the Dacos boys, but even guys like Jack Crisp and that, they hit targets, uh, particularly through the middle of the ground. Dugowie no longer hacks it forward. You know, he's actually quite quite crafty with the way he uses the football now. Uh, Hoskinelli yeah, is very underrated with the football. Um, he used to, they've he used just got to make his, sure that... He used to really hey, turn it over, didn't he, Hoskinelli? Um, really. Yeah, now... He really I, turns it over. He's very sharp, um, a lot sharper yeah. than he ever has been. Uh, and yeah. obviously lower the eyes. Uh, those kicks inside and a t- little touch inside 50 have been fantastic. So what a turnaround. Um, so hats off to the forward line boys uh, for being able to uh, get some uh, get some good entries for sure. My only, my only concern for Collingwood, honestly, is uh, if the midfield's fine, then the defence doesn't have to be put under the pump. Yep. Their forwards just have to do what uh, Melbourne didn't do last week uh, yeah. or Sydney in week one. Yep. If you've got if you've got looks early, you kick the goals. You've got to kick the goals because you know what? GWS have been they've hung around all year in every game. If they've been if they've been behind, they've both have had goals kicked on them. They don't they don't worry. Yeah, they don't stress about it. So Collingwood is going to have to pile on goals. And they've got to make sure they kick the ones that they need to kick, you know. Um, so I don't think Collingwood should change much. And I, I honestly think if Collingwood play good football, this should be about a five-goal margin. Um, yeah. If they don't take advantage early, look out. Because I've never known a team like GWS to sniff a chance. Like, mm-hmm. like they have all of this year, especially in the second half of the season. Like, they they, they, they just don't write themselves off. They don't rule out anything. And, um, you know, they're, they're very good on the counter-attack as well. So if Collingwood don't make their chance up forward, I'll tell you who's been really important for GWS since half the halfway through the year, and he's always been a gun, um, that's Whitfield. And all the run he's been giving them um, through the half through the half back line, uh, the feed he's been giving the, their half-forwards have been leading up, that's another reason. He's another key reason why they've they've been really good after halfway through the year. Yeah. So, look, I think Collingwood wins by four goals, um, yeah. but it won't be over until the time on the last for me. Mm. It'll, you know, I think Collingwood probably seals it in time on last quarter. I think it'll be a really cracking game. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's hope it goes like that. Um, just for the. For the spirit of the game, I guess, I guess Collingwood are probably up against their biggest match, to be honest. And if anyone wants it hard and tough and physical, uh, I'll back GWS in here. That Toby Green's men aren't gonna aren't gonna lock, you know, dodge this contest. So I reckon that uh, if anyone should start 
start pushing and shoving. It should be GWS to try and rock Collingwood yep. a little bit because I think that'll put them off their game. And who knows, GWS put the first three or four in the game and um, take try and take the crowd out of it a little bit. Um, my tips, Hogan kicks six, Bedford kicks three, uh, Riccardi kicks two. You know, we're starting to get up in numbers. Uh, Collingwood only need to spray a few. And I think GWS get up by two goals. So, um, Ooh, nice. It's a big call. But I, I hope so. I just hope, I hope it works out like that. Yeah. So let's see. But it, as we know, mate, we want footy as impartials right now. We want footy to be the winner and two cracking games. Um, sadly, we don't want to see either of Collingwood Carlton uh, in the granny. But if it ha- that happens to be one of them or both of them, um, that they've, you know, obviously Collingwood have been the best team all year. Carlton. If, if, they, if those two play off in the grand final, I'm cooking my head, my face on a barbecue. I'm done. Yeah. I will just, I'll stick my head in the for three hours. I can tell you for the Victorian economy, uh, that's about how we banking on, hoping like hell that, oh, I know uh, a few pubs uh, that have orders absolutely jam-packed uh, on meat and beer and everything else to, if that happens, with obviously a plan, yeah. sadly, to cancel it if it doesn't happen like that. But that will go well into the night if uh, if that actually happens as a game, no matter who wins then, Collingwood or Carlton. There was an old joke back in the 1981 grand, 81 and 82 grand, uh, yeah, 81 grand final, uh, Collingwood and Carlton. Um, the dentists made a roaring trade on the Monday as well because of all the fights that were at the game and all the pubs and everything back then. I don't think it'll be any different now. I don't reckon any of those actually push their teeth back in, mate. So they <laughs> that's what I mean. Might have been when they it just, all started. They just go and get veneers, mate. That'll be it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So they're, they're the two results we believe uh, are going to happen there. Um, and then we move into Brisbane. Um, Brisbane versus Carlton, obviously, on a Saturday. Weird time, 5.15, personally. Um, that's yep. Brisbane time, is it? So well, it's still, it's still we're, we're still the same time. Yeah, Dallas Savings yeah. is a week after, uh, yeah, yeah, two weeks after that. Yeah, that's right. So, so uh, an early start on a on a Saturday. This will be this will be a cracker. Um, Brisbane, it's all it's all for Brisbane to lose right now. Um, I think Carlton go absolute free hit now. Uh, they will give it everything, and Bossy returns to the Gabba uh, in a very different light this time, um, and. Let's see. Oh, those forwards have absolutely got a fire. They wouldn't want to start spraying the ball too much, uh, those Brisbane forwards that traditionally, when they do spray the ball, uh, have a bit of a problem trying to straighten back up again. So, And then they rely on their midfielders to kick goals. So I'm just bringing up the teams, the two teams, for the weekend. Yep. Now, I'm, I'll try and be as impartial as I can on this one. But... For me, when you're going to make four changes or you choose to make four changes to your team for a prelim, mm. yep, it makes it fitter. I get that. I'm not convinced that any of those four are actually going to influence the game. I don't think Jack Martin does. Yep. I don't think Harry Mackay does in the current form he's in. Yep. Um, the big the big one, though, I, I guess the big one that helps Carlton is the fact that Payne's out this week. And he would have mm. been the perfect Kurnow matchup. So... Yeah. Changes things a little bit for them. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I'll read you the names of the guys that are going to be floating through the Brisbane forward line in the midfield. I'll go I'll go the forward line first. You've got Danaher, Hipwood, both in form, yeah. Bailey, Zach Bailey, Charlie Cameron, Archie, yeah. Cammy Rayner. And yeah. who's lining up on them? I don't even know half of these blokes. Marchbank, McGovern, Wittering. Got a human. Okay. So yeah. if the ball goes in there enough, they're going to be kicking a winning score. Yeah. Don't forget Zorko and McCluggies will also push forward. But then they're also through the mids. You've got yeah. Dunkley, you've got Neil, you've got Joe, you've got Barry. Um, sure, they've got Carton, have got Cripps, Chera, Walsh. They really fall away from infield depth after that for mine. Yeah. I was surprised Kennedy's been left out. On that basis, I thought yep. Kennedy would probably stay in to help with um, some of that bash and crash in, in, during the course of a game. I know Hewitt's playing as well, but 
I think Kennedy would have been an extra bigger body. Um, yeah, so true. they match up. Look, the two teams match up okay, but you know what? Brisbane at the Gabba, it's, impo- it's, in- it's impenetrable. The only people that beat Brisbane are Brisbane this week. Yeah. And uh, for mine, I could regret saying this. If Brisbane don't win by more than five goals, I'll get a small Cartman insignia on the back of my foot. Tattooed. <laughs> I'll have a tattooed Carton logo on the back of my foot. On the back, right if, on the if, back. If, right on the if Brisbane. Well, yeah. 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 If Brisbane don't win. If Brisbane more, if Brisbane win by less than 30 points, then yep. it's on. Yeah, righto. That's a, that's a brave call. Um, and I appreciate you doing that, lovey. You always put your Put your head out there. Um, I just think I think Brisbane should. I think Brisbane ultimately should absolutely pound this mob. I really do. I think they should absolutely throttle them. Um, Yeah. I just have too much firepower for mine, and I actually think they've got too much firepower for Collingwood and GWS for the following week. But we'll touch on that at another point in time. Yeah. Probably next week. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if. if Carlton can get back up off the ropes, which they did, and they uh, no doubt uh, enjoyed that win, no doubt. But the, there's a travel factor here as well, uh, up to yep. up to Brisbane in the warmth. I don't know. I haven't seen weather conditions, but don't ride off uh, Lincoln McCartney uh, off the interchange as well. It's going to do a bit of damage. He's uh, yep. done a bit of damage against the Demons plenty of times. So, yeah, I'm tipping... Um, you know what? I'm just going to pick a roughie here, and I'm going to I'm going to black the, back the blues in, mate. Um, I know you're going you're going thirty points one way. Um, let's just uh, throw it out there that the blues. You've I, I, I can actually handle the blues. I know you being a bomber supporter. The blues are probably your absolute worst case scenario. Um, but if the blues can get in, uh, I would love to see them get in before Collingwood. So I'm going to back them. So in. you're thinking? So you're thinking Carlton GWS Grand Final? Wow! All right. Who would have thought, hey? Um, that's no. Oh, that's right. That's that's my point exactly. That'll be, yeah, think that? That'll be fifth versus seventh. Um, First time ever in the yeah, top eight system, which would be incredible. That the top four are gone. Um, but I'm here for an upset. Um, a lot of people tip Melbourne to be there, so if the the, the upset's happening, uh, it's already happened. So why not another one? Why not? Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair, I think. Look, realistically, uh, realistically, we're, we're saying that, uh, like Melbourne, should have been way too good for uh, Geelong, uh, Carlton in the end, but they just weren't. So um, uh, pretty much a similar story with Port Adelaide. They weren't just weren't good enough for – and they didn't get near GWS. So, you know, it's it's finals time. It's a whole different story now. I think we uh, very much still look on who we'd like to have there versus who we actually – um, when you analyse the game like they do statistic-wise now, um, I think it's still in, obviously in favour of Brisbane, but you got to put them through the big sticks. And bottom line is if they kick straight, they win. They win by a fair bit, um, Brisbane. So uh, Carlton, the question is, can they, can they kick enough of a score? That's the question with Carlton. They, they're defensive enough, but I think Brisbane can get off the chain enough. That's, that's going to be the secret. I'm not convinced Carlton's midfield can run defensively well enough against that Brisbane yep. midfield. Yep. And I'm not convinced in the clinches they're going to be as strong over the football or on the outside. And I think that's where Brisbane win it. Um, I just can play both inside and out. Um, Dunkley can go inside out. They're so adaptable and so flexible yep. in that midfield. Um, whereas so much is still going to go on Cripper on Saturday, yep. right? Um so much. I, I, look, Chera and Walsh will be good. And, look, Walsh is a star. But I just think Brisbane aren't going to allow him to just dictate, right? Yeah. They're not that stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest, I think that's where Melbourne missed a trick a bit last week too. They just didn't respect Walsh enough because they probably thought about Griffith too much. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think Brisbane will just naturally shut down their mid Pretty strong, pretty early. Yep. Yep. Um, I think you're right. Uh, all right, let's just change tact and we're going to spend a couple of minutes on our other love, um, NRL. Uh, that was the AFL. So the NRL, this is a road to the finals. Um, a couple upsets in amongst this as well. The Warriors, yeah. The Warriors being able to get the job done. 
um, which is getting them their home. They're, they're, uh, no, they're not at home. They're up to Brisbane, which is going to be a tough one. Bron- Broncos uh, haven't been beaten up there this year, so they're, they're tough. Uh, and then the other matchup is obviously the Storm, um, which will be Friday night. Storm and the Panthers with, with once again, uh, similar to Collingwood, it's, uh, it's theirs to lose right now. Panthers. So they've been so good for so long. The question is, can the Storm grind away enough to upset them? And then obviously a big one if they try and get to the grand final, have they got enough in the legs? But first step first, uh, up at a core stadium Friday night, Panthers. Um, yeah, this will be an interesting one against the Storm. What's your thoughts, Lovey? Well, I know you're trying to hold on to some sporting happiness at least for another week. So... Absolutely. Um, oh, look, if it was anyone else, it, it, the, the fact that the Storm are playing the, uh, the Panthers, I'll, I'll give the Storm a, I'll give the Storm a leg up on this one. It's pretty rare, but I'll give the Storm a crack on this one. Um, but, well, yeah, typically St. George, I mean, everyone hates St. George and laugh at us at the moment. That's fine. But for those that aren't in the know, uh, Penrith and Parramatta are kind of our... We hate them a fair bit, along with the Roosters um, and, the, and the Bunnies. Um, but uh, I think, geez, it's going to be a tough game for you. And Pappenhausen, that, that injury is bigger than what people have even given credit for. But the, getting him back was such a great big lift for the team. And to have him out within one game, um, yeah, God, it's a playmaker that just... Henry thought doing shit in their pants about, but it's just it's that one weapon you probably needed that you haven't got now. Um, yeah. And at home, well, up up at up in New South Wales, just a different story, um, a little bit. Brisbane, Melbourne never used to really worry about being being away, but they've kind of last couple of years it's been a bit of a factor being away yeah, for them. Been struggle, yeah. um, so I, I kind of feel like those two things, Papenhuis and the fact that it's away. Probably has me leaning towards the Panthers again. Pretty tight. I, I reckon probably like a 22-16, something like that. I think there's only going to be one try in it. Um, yeah. But I think Penrith have just been there and done that a bit, and I think they want that treble, that one more. Um, I think their group kind of disbands a fair bit after this particular season. Uh, yeah. So if they don't get the three pick, they'll be filthy. So I think they're probably they're prime. They sh- I think they should win. Yep. Um, yeah, you know what? I mean, sports a funny thing. Storm are pretty experienced in final series as well. So who knows? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, good news for the Storm. Jerome Hughes is back, um, yep. although a little bit underdone, uh, being injured. Uh, Jerome Law is Doesn't... back also for Penrith. So yeah. he kind of he's badly over. underdone. Out so, um, yeah, he's always badly underdone, absolutely. So, you know, potentially that could be a uh, a good one for the storm, but I don't, he's massive for you, yeah, yeah, it's a massive in, yeah, he's he's a big in. So, um, let's see how that one pans out. But I'm gonna take the storm, I'm gonna take the storm by uh, by one point. Uh, it's gonna be a golden point. Yeah, bit of golden think, point action. I think it will be a golden point actually. Um, just got Who that kicks fit. it? It's going to be even. Uh, I think Munster gets it done, which is you know who I was thinking. It might be a complete be a, shot. You know who yeah. I think could be a match winner. I wasn't thinking golden point, yeah. but he could be the one that bounces out of the box for you. It's um, Harry Grant. Yeah, yeah, I think Harry, quite for his. Harry Grant uh, will be the key. Uh, absolutely, between him and um, obviously Munster doing a lot of the hard work. But there's, yeah. you know, I think they started to get back into gear a little bit last last week. So let's see. He plays full back for you? I think Meany does. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you just don't know. Like, there's there's actually a few players that can go back there now, which is great. Um, I think you need someone I think you need someone who's dynamic, to be honest, someone who can break that line for you a bit. So we'll see. And then we flick to uh, Saturday's game, Saturday night's game, Brisbane versus the Warriors. Uh, it's all for all for the Broncos to lose, finishing second. Um, but the Warriors, incredible run they're on um, 
ending up uh, fourth on the ladder. They're starting, you know, pretty. Broncos are obviously dollar six, dollar twenty six favourites uh, up against a three ninety. That's uh, massive unders. So a normal, enormous um, unders on the Warriors. So given what the Warriors can do, get up and going. Um, and the Warriors, keep in mind, only a couple of years ago played nearly all their games up Brisbane way, um, yep. outside of being home. Um, but that home final was enormous for them last week uh, to get the job done. So I'm on the Warriors, mate. I'm I'm really hoping that they can uh, they get it done for a fear unscathed. For a... They got through last week unscathed too, which is crucial. So yeah, um, very credible finals run so far. Just mm. lost first week, yep. really pushed the Panthers, smashed last week in terms of you know the way they played. Um, yeah, I'll I tell you what, wouldn't, wouldn't, the, wouldn't the Gus Goulds of the world be filthy if the Storm got up? Because that would mean there's no New South Wales team again in a grand final decider. That'd well, be pretty to, funny. To be perfectly honest, uh, I'm hoping for a, a Warriors Storm grand final, mate, would really piss the NRL off um, for where they're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's fantastic. Yeah, I, look. Warriors, I the head says Brisbane by a couple of tries. I mean, they're 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 a super team this year. Yeah, they're uh, they're a lot like um, people have forgotten how good actually Collingwood were this year in this debate with GWS. I think same thing has to be said for the Broncos. I know that everyone wants the Warriors to win it, but um, Broncos have got winners right across the park. Um, you know, it's it's no. It's no coincidence that most of the Queensland State of Origin team is a success because the Broncos are a success this year. Yep. And, that, and that, that started even late last year for Brisbane. They got their act together late last year. So it's kind of been building for well over 12 months for them. And um, uh, look, yeah, it'd be nice to see the Warriors in it for all the crap they went through two years ago. But yeah. uh, the head's telling me Brisbane, mate. I think, I think, I think Seeds 1 and 2 should get through. Um, but I'm kind of with you, and it would be funny if uh, no rugby heartland was in the grand final. That would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to tip the Warriors by eight. Uh, it's going to be fairly tight again. But, look, you know, for both these teams and what they've turned around in the last couple of years, they were both pretty much on their knees a couple of years ago, um, really struggling. And uh, and they've been, it's been a build, obviously, towards the latter half of last year and then into this year. But both teams have been unbelievable. And to have the two yeah, Brisbane yeah. teams across both I couldn't codes, believe um, yeah. fantastic. I, I couldn't believe the ridicule Brisbane cop two years ago. Like, yeah. It was just like the Broncos. Like, yeah. It was just I, – I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, you're talking about a seven-time – seven-time? Six or seven-time premiership team since 1987. Yeah. Um, and yet everyone was talking about them like they were some – you're just an expansion club to we shut shut up shop. You guys, it's about time you we shut yours up and you moved on and all the rest of it. And they're back again anyway. So um it's just it's something to be said about the system they got at the Broncos and also in the Queensland setup broadly, generally. Yep. Yep. Well they're uh they're our tips. Take it or leave them. Um yeah. <laughs> what we think's gonna happen. Uh we don't have uh we don't have Cuz playing the devil's advocate and just agreeing with one of us uh, tonight. Uh, so bad luck, Cuz. You didn't get your opportunity. Um, Sammy Traps, um, Carlton, you didn't get your chance again. So you've missed another opportunity to get into us and tell us why the blue bag is. Would have been up. a wait. Would have been. Would have been an. He would have been an oxygen thief as a Carlton supporter tonight. Let's face it. So. Yeah. Um, look, we will be fair to either both Collingwood and Carlton if they happen to get there for next week. We'll try and uh, oh, a couple I will of, sit in silence. We'll, we'll invite a couple of people on and uh, and yeah. really grill them on how they actually think they're going to win it um, and keep them accountable. But let's see. Let's see how they go. One, uh, one debate that needs to be had, or well, one question before we depart, mate. Sure. Brownlee Middle Night, Monday night. Mm. So has Nick Dacos got it in the bag or not? Well, the question is, is that last part of the season, okay? Is that, so who's, who's close enough to get him? Is that where it's going to hurt him? 
Um, that's the question. I, to be perfectly honest, I haven't got it close enough um, that I think I think Dacos wins it by. He's probably had got six more to eight more votes in the bag. Uh, yep. by that stage, kind of similar to where Cripps kind of was. Um, and then you've got, I think Petrarca's close. I generally think he's close, but um, whether he's got enough is is the, the key. Um, yep. And then from other, you know, from other teams, how, how, how do the rest go? That's, that's going to be the question. Um, what's your thoughts? Well, I'm just trying to get the market up a little bit on it. Um, so I think, what's he paying? I think he's paying about it. He's actually blown out the $2.80, Dacos. Um, yeah. I think round 17, he was paying about $1.50. Yep. So they've got they've got Dacos, Bonampelli, Butters, Petrarca, Neil, Goulden, Taranto. Oh, I don't think Taranto gets near it. Um, and then write the book for, the, for everyone else. But um, I do think Bontempelli might actually sneak through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's very, very a real possibility. There's a couple of... I can't, because um, they won 12 games this year. Yep. And I can't think of a game where they won where he wouldn't be getting votes. Yeah. Um, and... In some of their losses, their close losses, he'll get a one or two voter there as well. He was just so good this year. Yep. It was just yeah, that I everyone was talking about Dacos. Yeah. I reckon there might only be half or so, half a dozen odd games that Bont and Pally doesn't pile in, which will be really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. I think for the from memory, the first couple of games were pretty quiet and then they got up and going. Um, but I, there's yeah. a couple of Port Adelaide, Zach Butters, um, <laughs> And Connor Rosie, uh, I think you know they they're going to steal votes from each other. The question is who's got the threes, who's got the twos. Um, so that could cost them in the end. But I reckon they're pretty close to being third and fourth, maybe. Yeah. Uh, in the big thing, but uh, Petrarca is going to be an interesting one because there's you know everyone looks at Petrarca, but does he actually get the votes? Is going to be the question. Well, as a midfield medal, he did go forward a bit. Correct. Uh, you know. Do they look at that? Um, yeah. I, I do think it's Bonapelli Dacos for mine, I think. Well, here's, a real, here's an interesting one for you. ESPN has done a Brownlow medal leaderboard, okay, yep. with a predictor. Yep. Uh, they've, they've got Petrarca finishing equal second, okay? So we'll go third. Zach Butters, they believe, is going to take third with Lockie Neal just behind him. Then Petrarca, uh, equal yeah. second with Nick Dacos, interestingly enough, with Bontempelli winning the big one by a vote. So that could be a cracking uh, Brownlow um, contest or, or vote count. 31 yeah. votes is the number you're looking for for Bontempelli and 30 for Dacos and Petrarca and 29 for Butters and 29 yeah. for So it's bloody even. Um and it's that goes to show you how kind of even that comp really is. At 30 votes, I can't remember what Cripps won it with last year. 35, I think it was, last year, 34. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more of a runaway. That'll be a little bit more even now with so many um, people or players uh, getting up and going with Carlton. I think it's a bit more of an even spread there now. Probably got three or four more players that can take a few votes off him. Well, Walsh will take votes off him for starters. and Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Doherty's um, got to get it. Chera had a very, very good year as well. So yes. uh, glad that young fellow come on. Um, yeah. Because he copped a lot of unnecessary crap as well. So Yeah, he did. Um, he did cop a hiding for leaving. Um, and then. I, I find it funny. I'll, t I'll, I'll close off on this. I've absolutely found it hilarious. And I know a bunch of Carlton people. Yep. Round 13, they wanted Voss sacked, or round 15. Are the same people now that just love him and think he's like the best. They just these Carlton supporters are just nuffies. And some of these Carlton supporters I know didn't rate Chera for the side of a barn, you know, yep. after his first year there. This year they just can't get enough in. Like, they're just pathetic. It's just I find it very hard to 
listen to people a lot now when they have opinions on players and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I know we all have them, but the Carton people have been pretty funny. They've gone yeah, from second a bloke to making him a life coach. It's just hilarious. Yeah, it goes from uh, love to hate very quickly, doesn't it? Um, oh, boss, yeah. They couldn't sign Boss for long enough um, right now if you gave him a choice or gave him a checkbook. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're right. Um, they were ready. And I can't believe it was kind of that late. I kind of had a feeling it was about round eight or nine. And then by, you reckon by about round 15, they still wanted him done. Um, yeah. Incredible to think. And the turnaround, obviously, for Carlton is just an absolute fairy tale so far. So good on them. If they're good enough, um, it will absolutely eat both of us uh, inside. Probably eat me more if it's Collingwood and eat you more if it's Carlton. So let's see if they both end up there together. Uh, who knows? Could be reverse tattoos and all sorts of things uh, promised me <laughs> on, the, on the hope that uh, neither of them gets in. So let's keep that in mind. And um, just before we finish, mate, thanks for jumping on again tonight. But a quick shout out to uh, the NHL boys who kick off Saturday and Sunday. There's a night on at Crown tonight, um, which Gooch and Sammy Trapolino are at, um, mixing it with the big knobs. Um been a, yeah. been, a, been a bit of advertisement on the news and everything tonight about it. So. Yeah, they've done a yeah. really good job with the press um, and getting yep. out and about and doing some great things with hockey here, which is a very minority sport, as we know. But to get a bit mm. of cut through during preliminary final week um, is, a, is a fan, either a slow news week or a fantastic effort, um, both the same. So good luck this week, mate. Are you, um, are you out seeing any local finals? No, I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we're done, actually. Um, uh, no, I won't go and see the ammos. Um, I don't think I'll bother with that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know anyone, so. Yeah. So, no, Northern Football League, a rematch. It's a rematch. Heidelberg versus Bandura and the big one. Who um, wins it? I think Heidelberg should be too strong, but Bandura's on a bit of a run. Um, and they've got one. My, my bigger big question. Sean McKernan. Ah, uh, look, up there, up, up Heidelberg the will get up by about forty-five points for me. Um, oh, yeah. It's a big turnaround, big smashing. So they go back yeah. to back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then over um, in the over in the EDFL, quickly. Uh, who's in that again? Unbelievable effort um, with the EDFL premier. We'll, we'll talk about the what you're going to talk about. I'm sure uh, from yeah. the EDFL, um, but Kilo, um, the great Mick McGowan has got him there again. Uh, incredible effort. What a dynasty he's uh, laying at that place. And and Strathmore, hats off to Strathmore, who've been able to put three teams in the grand final this year. So good on them. Hopefully they can win two or two, even three to upset everyone. So good luck to them. Um, Pascoe Vale make up the numbers, I think, in, in the reserves. And Keeler again in the 19. So. Yeah, that's right. Keeler had two teams. You know, I think it was seeing as a 19. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So Mick McGowan... I think uh, the AFL's missed a step. The AFL's missed out there not having him as an AFL coach. Mm. At some stage, I reckon, absolutely unbelievably good um, yep. by his own choice, and he just likes the, his lifestyle, which is cool. So, yeah. um, I th- I do think I do think McGowan gets it done. Mm. I think yeah. those boys get it done. Um, I mean, they've been, they've been a big club for so long out there now. Uh, yeah. You know, even when I was playing at 20, they were the big club along with Duda Stars and, yep. you know, a of, one or two of those other teams out there. You always heard about Duda Stars. They used to be amazing. Um, Aberfeldy, I'm glad they fell off the face of the earth. Sounds like to me they're a bunch of cheats. So see you later. Yep. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I, I think um, Kiel should get that one done. Um, yep. But I think Strathmore will win the other two finals, for it's worth. Yeah. All right, let's finish off uh, sadly on a yep. negative. What an ugly incident um, last week in the EDFL final West Coburg um, incident. Uh, absolute massive punch on, sadly, and uh, spilled into the crowd. Um, blokes getting pinged in the crowd. It's an absolute terrible. I thought we'd pass this, to be honest, especially in such a big suburban league. Um, well, there's video all over the place now too, like. Yeah. You're going to get caught. Correct. Um, oh, look, that, that hit on the field, first of all, was, you know, it, 
they haven't disclosed if he's copped the punishment or anything yet. I think they had the tribunal hearing the other night. Yeah. Um, he shouldn't play footy again, honestly. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So you get you get deregistered after sixteen accumulative cumulative suspended suspended weeks in, in right across all codes of uh, uh, right across all comps. Yeah. Um, they should just outright say, mate, sixteen weeks and you're done for life. Thanks. Yeah, um, we, we don't have we don't have time for that rubbish anymore. Uh, I don't think we ever really did, but it was kind of an accepted norm. But we've completely rubbed it out now. Um, and as for the off-field stuff, well, that just goes to show you uh, when teams aren't winning, when teams aren't happy with what's going on, yeah. and you have too much grog. Um, you know, there's certain certain parasites that just shouldn't be at football either, and they let their club down as much as the bloke on the field, and I, I, I hope that guy gets assault charges because he did throw punches at one of the players, a Deer Park players, over the fence. Yeah, it's just yeah. absolutely unforgivable. I yeah. hope he gets charged. Um, and if West Coburg have any form of decency, which I doubt they have by the sounds of it, yeah. um, that bloke just doesn't get to go to a game of football ever again uh, as part of the West Coburg Footy Club. It was just disgusting. Um, I, I find it... Yeah, I, I'm with you. We are past it, and I think because this feels like this is such a this was such a, a shock event that clearly it is very much an anomaly. Thank God, because um, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had another comp at all this year have something like that in the final. So where there's been involvement from the crowd, so I'm hoping that that's something that isn't being tolerated at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. What a disgrace. Um, well, the, good news is, the club uh, doesn't get overturned, yeah. but it's a 12-week suspension, which puts him out uh, over 16 weeks. And, um, yeah, he's done. Just get him out of footy. Uh, they should have just yeah. given him. Don't need him. Don't need uh, him in the comp. And I'll tell you something else. West, West Coburg should be sanctioned. If clubs started getting sanctioned for their behaviour on and off the field, mm. you'd be amazed at how quickly the behaviour turns. And I think that... Most competitions have got it, including the EDFL. I think this probably shocked the EDFL as well. So yeah. I imagine they'll go they'll go pretty hard at West Coburg up for that one. Um, yeah, yeah, not good, mate. Um, yeah, the, the other thing I want to touch on. I'm surprised you kind of didn't, but um, it's fair enough. Well, Ron Rombarashi and um, Cowboy Neil during the week. That was yeah, absolutely. Yep. Whew. I mean. My dad had heaps of stories about Cowboy Neil. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Sounds like he was a bit of a funny footballer, a bit of a yeah, yeah, bit of yeah. a that bloke. Um, yeah. Everyone knows about Ron. Um, yeah. I had the privilege of sitting in a couple of events with him and had a chat to him for two minutes once. And mate, the guy, the guy was just ridiculous in, in terms of his humility. Um, yeah. You know, he turned the conversation around onto me. Like, oh, I just want to talk about him and what he was doing. At, uh, what he did at Sydney, you know, five years before that. This was in 2000 or something. And sure. he wanted to talk about what I'm doing. And it's like he just, you know, he, he was just that sort of guy. And, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, big loss. I don't know about naming the cup after him. I don't think – I think we leave the cup alone, just leave yeah, the neutral so. cup. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, there will be something that comes his way post post – Postpartum, and I think Cowboy Neil, oh, I think St Kilda will celebrate him like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, Premiership player, probably in their best ten all time. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. All right, mate. We're uh, we're going to wrap it up, and we're going to finish yep. with a pretty special Done. image that to me uh, highlights one of the most memorable moments for 2021 for me. Uh, and this is it, mate. Um, what a moment! To be able to do that before uh, yeah. before he passed on, and and obviously the, that he was coach of Carlton as well, maybe he's he's given them a little wish along the way, um, and and uh, maybe Carlton can do it for him. Who knows? Um, but anyway, let's finish up tonight, mate. Uh, yep. It's been fantastic to have a chat. Look after yourself. Have a good weekend. Um, you too. Let's chat. Let's see who makes it. The big dance. Same for everyone else. Look after yourselves, guys. Take Cheers, it easy. Mate.